0: R and B, Bandy G. How are you, mate? You good? Yeah, good, good, mate. How are you? Not too shabby. We're officially podcasting. It's 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 been in the works for about a year since the idea came around, and I thought this is a good little thing to try and do because you and I are best mates, and we live a thousand k's apart. We're not we don't catch up as often as we used to because I used to just pop round to your house for a few beers a couple yeah, of times yeah. a week. That was, was-
1: it was easy back then. It's not so easy now.
0: Not so easy now. So I thought, fuck, mate, this is perfect. Let's uh, do a wee podcast and so we can catch up every couple of weeks and at least uh, shoot to the shit, which uh, yeah, I yeah. think is a good motto.
1: Talk a lot of rubbish.
0: Get a trade our land. Just Andy here for this episode. What you just heard, though, was the first 35 seconds of episode one of Tradio, which happened uh, around 16 weeks ago, roughly. Uh, It's been an incredible journey for Orin and myself. We never thought that this podcast would take off in any shape or form. In fact, we thought that the only listeners would be our mums we're going to hopefully build some kind of listener base at the moment i can guarantee we've probably got two listeners your mum and my mum yeah, definitely yeah. Yep. number uh, one possibly fans. possibly four with our wives but that's doubtful <laughs> <laughs>
1: Now they hear enough of our crap. Yeah,
0: exactly. Exactly. <laughs> we have listeners all over the world, which has absolutely blown our minds. We don't really do any major publicity for this podcast. We just put it out there and the hope that people find it. And they really have. Uh, a quick shout-out. Hello to the United States of America. Uh, the states that actually do listen are Minnesota, Kentucky, Maryland, Pennsylvania, Alabama, Arkansas, California, Kansas, Ohio, Oklahoma, Virginia, and... Uh, one unknown. I'm currently just looking through the stats as we go. Uh, Over in Canada we've got listeners in Ontario which is just epic. We've got listeners in Australia from New South Wales Queensland, Victoria Northern Territory as well which is just absolutely stunning. We are absolutely stoked that you listen. A big hello to some other countries on the list as well. Of course New Zealand, we can't miss you guys. You're our biggest listenership. We've got UK listeners Argentina. I have obviously mentioned Canada already. We've got Italy and Romania listening to it's incredible Uh, you can find us on Facebook if you like please do come and like the Tradio podcast Uh, it's basically facebook.com slash tradio podcast you can email us as well if you like we're always looking for guests maybe you've got a cool story to tell maybe you've got a, a specific skill a particular set of skills that you want to share with us We would love to have you on as a guest. You can either message us through our Facebook page or just flick us an email, tradiochat, at gmail.com. Why do we do it, though? Well, basically, Ora and I used to live in the same town in the Coromandel Peninsula in New Zealand. And we have everything in common you can think of. You know, fishing, drinking beer. Our families are the same. We have kids of similar ages. Our wives uh, dress very similarly, have the same personalities as well. It is absolutely incredible just uh, how much Oren and his family have in common with us. And my wife and I decided at the end of 2020 that it was time for a bit of a change uh, in career, living circumstances, so we moved to Christchurch, just over a thousand k's away from where Oren and his family live. And because Oren was my best mate, I didn't want to lose touch with him, because he said to me one day, he said, look, let's face it, we probably won't stay in touch that often, and I thought, I can't have that. I cannot have that. So I've always wanted to do a podcast, it's been on my mind for a long time, and I thought, well, what can it be about? Who can it be? with i've got to have a co-host and then one day i clicked why don't i use Orrin? he's a tradie i'm a radio guy and this is tradio the perfect name for it <laughs> based on the things we do I mean I am on a radio hiatus since I moved to Christchurch and have pulled back for a year or so I currently work on the family veggie farm which is something just a little bit different so you may hear some references to that uh, through this uh, through the podcasts that we do uh, you might be thinking well I thought Andy was a radio guy I'm on a hiatus I do some part-time stuff occasionally but yeah on a bit of a break at the moment so the veggie farm is where I am so this podcast really does uh, sort of fill that void that radio has left behind so that's kind of how it came about so anyway, what you're about to hear for episode 9 because it is just me, Orrin is away you're going to play some of the best bits from the last 8 episodes of Tradio you're in for an absolute ball. I couldn't fit everything in, but uh, you can obviously go back and listen to all the episodes if you really want to, so what I'm going to do a bit of a tradition, listen to this a nice glass of Bailey's which is one of the first things that Oren and I drank the first time we went out together Which happened to be a uh, after a quiz night with our families at our local kindergarten You'll hear the story of that at some point soon as well So let's get into it This is Tradio, it's our podcast and we thank you so much for listening wherever you are Let's do it Here comes the jingle that we made, that we wrote Two, three, four, five tools down, up the mic A tradie guy, a radio guy
1: Two best mates chatting on the fly We're musos, we're dads, we're completely the same We'll yawn about anything, it's all
0: fair game One hits nails, and one nails hits We'll review good beers, and just shoot the sh** We're R&B, and Andy G And this is
2: Tradio, Tradio
0: And as the legendary Sir David Attenborough has said, because apparently he listens to the podcast, These two monkeys are somewhat unusual. They like to share their stories and laugh at their own dad jokes. Sometimes they show intelligence, but not all the time, and enjoy throwing their feces at the wall. The legend himself, Sir David Attenborough, a listener of Tradio. Might not actually be a listener of Tradio. Well, here we go. The best ofs from the last eight episodes, starting with Tradio episode one. The first time I ever had a temperature gun pointed at my head for the first time ever. But that's not the strangest thing that happened as part of that particular activity. Part of my job working on my sister's veggie, sister-in-law veggie farm is I do a lot of the deliveries as well around around Christchurch City. And for the first time ever, I went into a courier business to pick up some seeds and stuff for the farm and it was quite a few of them too and when I went into the building this was still when we were in level four in Christchurch so you could still go into all these places because couriers are essential services etc and I went in there and for the first time ever across this particular lockdown and the last lockdown we had is that someone pointed one of those temperature guns at my forehead (laughs) yeah I've never had this before, and it's fine. I mean, that's part of their protocols. That's what they've got to do. But what they do is they point it at your forehead, squeeze the trigger, and it takes about five seconds to register what your temperature is. And this guy yeah. came back to me and said, oh, you're at like 36.2. And I thought, well, that's not the temperature I should be showing. I think if I'm like 36 degrees, I, I should be in like the fever category, right? But then he know, said, oh.
1: was isn't 36 like normal? I thought, yeah, I thought like 36 point something was normal temperature and anything over about 37 is starting to get into a fever. You sort of learn these things when when your wife takes your kid's temperature, you see, when the kids
0: are sick. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. well, hang on. Let's see what Dr. Google has to say about, say, 37 degrees Celsius, roughly, is human body temperature. Say so 30. Oh, yeah, 36.4 to 37.2, right? But the thing is, though, this thing was just on 36, but I thought, well, if it was accurate, it was going to show that I was probably a little, yeah. little bit warmer than that. But the point of my story is, is that this guy gave me my temperature. He said, Oh, yeah, 36.2. Can you just write it down on this piece of paper in front of you? And it's just, it's like a piece of A4 paper with a table on it. And everyone else that's gone in there before me has had their temperature taken. There was some dude that was there literally three people before me, and his temperature was 34. and i thought you'd be dead (laughs) but yeah it was just a bit weird anyway those um never had one of those things pointed at my forehead before and to be fair i no longer have faith in them because they're obviously crap
1: yeah they could Uh, do like what they do with the dog and stick the thermometer up your butt
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh yes, that'll give an accurate temperature (laughs) can you just can you just bend over for a second please sure drop your pants okay this will just pinch a (laughs) bit <laughs> as long as they don't just stick in your mouth afterwards. Tradeo. <laughs> no. Radio episode nine. It is a best of episode for the 31st December, the last day of 2021. Thanks so much for listening. So, we're going through some highlights from episode one at the moment. This one here is a little idea that's been in my head for a while and it's the perfect new business idea that could make some serious cash and it's one I don't mind sharing with you because you might be able to do the same too. Just driving around the Christchurch CBD quite a bit and I have a lot of time to think when I'm in between traffic lights and um, I, I spend more time at traffic lights in Christchurch than I did on my commute from home to work in Thames. How about that?
1: There you go. Yeah. closer,
0: yeah. It is. Um, well, there's no traffic lights there either, but anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's the best part. So, I've got all this time to think, and I just I've come up with the perfect business idea because there's one thing that pisses me off so much about drivers in this place because I'm obviously a perfect driver is that nobody uses indicators. Like, well, no, people do, but there's a lot of people that don't. I've had this business idea to teach people how to use their indicators, I would make a
2: fortune,
1: I, I think. You must have taken that from Thames down there with you and cast it on to everybody because they they're, they're real bad for that here too. Eh? Like nobody indicates. There'd be just someone driving down the road. Next thing you know, they're like, off to the right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's like you expect me to know where you're going. Why don't you just give me a call in the morning before you start your commute? And just give me your route, what, what way you go, and I'll just know when I'm driving behind you.
1: Oh yeah. it's, p- it's particularly bad up this way as well. Maybe it's just New Zealand in general. They should the cars they import into New Zealand, they should just remove the indicators
0: well, they should because they're just a waste of space, yeah. you know because my understanding is there's a little lever on the side of your steering wheel which you either flick up or down depending <laughs> on the direction you want to go. Did you know that?
1: Yeah, but some people miss it and they turn the uh, windscreen wipers on, you know
0: yeah <laughs> but anyway, I can make a lot of money mm. teaching people how to how to work their indicators yeah.
1: yeah. Andy Andy's driving school. Tradio.
0: This is Tradio Best of, hosted by Moi, Andy. Are Orin's away at the moment, hence why I'm doing it on my own. We'll both be back together on January the 14th. So, the Best of Tradio, episode one. What is Orin's unofficial world record? If only there'd been an official Guinness World Records adjudicator watching this one.
1: When I was a kid, I had a book given to me on how to make paper aeroplanes. So, my endeavour would be to try and make the best plan I could. So one day I folded up this paper aeroplane like an origami expert and uh, went out onto my deck and threw it lightly into the breeze and thinking it was only going to fall down onto the lawn. And this thing decided it was going to catch the breeze and start disappearing up the road from our house.
0: You lived at the base of a mountain, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, we lived right down sort of at the base of, a, of quite a big hill. You could call it a mountain, pretty close to it. Uh, so yeah, this this paper airplane decided it was going to leave the premises and, and start heading up the hill. And for some unknown reason, this thing just caught the breeze and just kept going and going and going and going. I last I saw of it was it disappearing up the ridge from our house, which is probably the top of the ridge would be seven or eight hundred meters away from our house. And I could just see this dot disappearing up the hill, still flying. And I don't know where it went or where it ended up, but it was (laughs) miles away from our house by the time it landed. So, yeah, I reckon that probably would have been an unofficial world record for the longest paper airplane flight.
0: Yeah, man, because when you think about it, when that hits the top of the mountain or the hill, and the peak, and then it starts going down the other side, it's going to gain momentum again, isn't it? And then it's going to start taking <laughs> off again, and then it's going to drop, and then it's going to take off again. It would have been an absolutely massive trip.
1: Oh, yeah. It was, I've never been able to recreate it. I've, I've tried making aeroplanes, loads of them, you know, with my kids. And because uh, I've told my kids about this story, and they think it's the funniest thing ever. And we've tried to recreate it, but we've never been successful most of the airplanes go around in a circle and crash or maybe I've got one eye that's like bung now and I can't fold airplanes nice and square to make them fly in a straight line. But um, we've tried our best and we haven't been successful yet.
0: <laughs> but the thing is i would like the method you use to make paper airplanes. You taught your wife because she came down to Christchurch for a, a work thing. And, she uh, ironically as part of this team building exercise she was doing for this work thing with other teachers down here they had to build paper airplanes and that's right and uh, and and she won it she did right because she used your method
1: she did yep she used my my amazing teaching methods and uh yeah won the competition she won a voucher eh? she won uh, like a westfield 50 dollar voucher or something (laughs) Oh, <laughs> for the best paper airplane so. sweet see sometimes sometimes these things aren't a waste of time you know you, you never know what it could come to
2: Tradio
0: it's the Tradio best off episode to mark the end of 2021 in episode 9 with Oren away he'll be back in January episode 2 for Tradio October the 5th there was a massive Facebook crash but it caused me some deep concern for some of my friends. mate, this has yeah, been an right. interesting interesting day for a lot of people. Facebook has been down most of the day, the same with uh, Instagram I think was down as well, and it was quite interesting because i I, I would occasionally go into Facebook through the day and then I sort of know what's happening in the world. but today I have absolutely yeah. no idea. I still don't know what's going on and it's good yeah it
1: uh, makes a change eh uh, really no I just I got' I went to work this morning so uh and you know, I worked all day. And then I uh, just heard on the radio that Facebook was down. I was like, oh, my wife won't like that very
0: much. <laughs> <laughs> but this is it, though. I mean, it was actually nice to have that freedom, that disconnect from the digital yeah, yeah. world because everybody's on there now. And here's the thing. I I, I I, am concerned about a few of my friends, though, because I have no idea what they had for breakfast this morning.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's terrible. You did get that little
0: picture and no. this is what I was eating for breakfast. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm concerned. They're the kinds of people yeah. that do post so many of their meals that when I don't see a post from them, I am concerned that they skipped a meal. <laughs> <laughs> We're looking at some of the best bits of Tradio over the last 16 weeks. Oren's away, you've just got me with your Andy. We like to share a lot of our stories here on Tradio, which is a good thing that we do episodes every two weeks because then we've got two weeks to bank up some things that happen in our lives. Well, this next story is one shared by myself where the kids accused me of stinking out the bathroom and the house. Story of the Week. I get up very early in the morning, a lot, a lot earlier than everyone else in the house, and I make my breakfast, and then I bugger off before they all get out of bed. And anyway, did my day's work and came home, and I was confronted by my two older daughters and said, Dad, did you take a really stinky poo before you went to work today? <laughs> <laughs> and, and I was like, well, I went to the toilet, yes, but this is getting very personal now. But no, they uh, they said, oh, we wondered because this place absolutely stank and it was all through the lounge. And I was like, it wasn't that bad. And it took me a little while to think about it. And what, I, what, what did I you eat?
3: You, well,
0: <laughs> I'm going to explain what I ate. It was nothing to do with actually going to the toilet at all. What I'd done is I went and did the grocery shopping the week before and I saw in the bread aisle there's these new muffin splits and the flavor is aged cheddar. So it's like yeah. potent, potent, stinky, cheesy smell when you toast it. Like, like
1: blue cheese.
0: Almost, yeah. Level aged cheddar, kind of, yeah, real potent. And it, it took me a little while to think, hang on, my, my dump wasn't that stinky this morning. I don't think it was that bad. And suddenly the whole house stank of it, apparently. But, yeah, then I, I thought about it for a minute. It was this muffin splits. And I was just so relieved, eh? I was so <laughs> relieved. But it was not me. It was just the muffin splits that I toasted before I left the house for the day. But, my God, what a way to be greeted home. Hey, Dad, hope you had a great day. No, it was, hey, Dad, did you take a stinky dump this morning?
1: (laughs) 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 Oh, kids, eh? They come out with the darndest things.
0: That is the best of with Oren away at the moment. You've got Andy here. Now, just earlier on in this episode, I mentioned uh, that we met a long time ago and really, really hit it off. And one of the first things we got together and did as as friends and uh, obviously with our two families was go to a quiz night at our kindergarten. Well, Oren thought it would be a good idea to just sneakily get the answer to one of the questions. And we did win the quiz, but I don't think this was attributed to that. You be the judge. Yeah, well,
1: I think the next time, the first time we actually met was uh, when the ki- the kids used to go to a little daycare scene, the local one, and um, we had, like, uh, meet the teacher night, I think it was. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you guys came down, we came down, and uh, my wife knew you through coming into school and that, but I didn't know you at the time, so... Uh, yeah, yeah, that's how we met there. We finally got to shake hands and say hi, and things took off from there.
2: And yeah, well, your
0: yeah. your youngest child and my middle child, they're the same age, roughly. And I think they're roughly yeah, the yeah. same age, maybe a year or so between them. And they were at this um, at this particular childcare centre. And I know that you and I used to walk past each other when it was pickup time, and we used to just nod, yeah. say hello. And then there was this one time where we actually did have a little chat. We just thought, you know, that's he's a good fellow, that guy. <laughs>
1: Turns out we both like beer a lot.
0: Who <laughs> <laughs> would have known? Um, yeah. Fantastic day out at Auckland Zoo with the kids as well. That was a interesting. I think I slept on the bus there and on the way back.
1: <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, I just always, one of the things that sticks in my mind was the quiz night. Oh, Remember
0: that! Jeez, that was, that was hilarious. Geez.
1: That was yeah. Oh man. Oh god. I look back now and I think now I don't know how we got away with half of that stuff. I hey?
0: well, you and I were the <laughs> were definitely the uh, the life of the party in there. I think we'd had a few to to warm up beforehand. Then the quiz happens, and I think they provided a bottle of wine in the middle of the table. Um, <laughs> and then we won a bottle of wine, I think, as well for winning the quiz, which we legitimately won without cheating using Google. Yeah. 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 And. <laughs> But we did, though. We legitimately won that quiz.
1: We did. We did. Google only helped a couple of times.
0: No, Google helped once. (laughs) (laughs) Don't make us out to be monsters. Google helped once, and that was you. Okay, Google helped once. Oh, shit. It is the best off episode, or in a way, you've just got Andy with you and we'd like to have some guests on the show. I think that just adds a whole new dimension to it so you don't just have to listen to us harping on. We had to catch up with a good friend of ours, in fact, who also lives in Thames, international motocross superstar Chris Birch. We wanted to have a catch up with him and talk a little bit about uh, behind the scenes and you know, just to find out a bit more about who Chris is and also some stories from his time when he's been out around the world on his motorbike. And Chris Birch explains how a donkey beat him in a race. There's that
1: other story you told me the time about, uh, was it where you went to Panama, was it? And you went across the country or something and no one else yeah. made it except for you. You were the only one yeah, who the race. Yeah,
2: yeah.
4: I actually saw a sloth there, uh, saw a sloth in the wild and got passed by a cowboy on a donkey twice. <laughs> Same dude. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. It was, it was a race called the uh, the Ocean to Ocean Enduro. So you start with your back tire in the Caribbean Sea, yeah. and finish when your front tire touches the Pacific. So it was a, a race across the, the whole country, which sounds impressive, but Panama is pretty freaking narrow.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, it's about twenty meters long.
4: We're supposed to go in teams, and so I was part of the international team, and uh, so there was myself, uh, a guy from Colombia. Uh, an American guy, or guy to stop all the, you know, the gringos getting lost in the mountains or whatever it was
2: hmm.
4: and us being the, 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 the main team. So sort of then we, they made a start last. So we we're the last ones to leave. And uh, the American guy got really excited and uh, it blew up his motorbike on the start line, basically. Um, so it's a thing called, it's a thing called cold seizing. So when the bike has, the engine hasn't got up to temperature and you rev it too hard, the piston expands too quickly and sticks to the engine and Jesus. Itself, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So they were, they were messing around with that. Uh, it started to rain, and the Colombian guys said, there's no way I'm going into these mountains in the rain. And so the local guy said, well, well, you get going, Chris, and uh, we'll catch you up. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so we were late to leave, and I passed all but every – about six guys on the first hill. The, the whole field was just stuck on this one mountainside. So I managed to make my way through all that past the rest of the guys and by like nine o'clock in the morning I was, I was in the lead. I remember get, we got to this river, uh, the really quite a big angry river because it was really raining in the mountains and I parked my bike on the side of the river and sort of started to wade across to see how deep it was and it was pretty deep but by the time I got back to my bike the river was riding, rising that fast uh, the water was already starting to go up my front wheel. <laughs> So I like, wow. if I'm going to get across this, I'm going to, I've got to go now. Yeah. So I went quite a long way upstream and sort of started to ride into the river until it got too deep, shut the bike off and started trying to drag it. And then motorbikes, uh, dirt bikes will actually float quite well for about a minute or so, because there's that much air inside the, the tires, the air box, the engine, all that sort of stuff in the frame. They'll float kind of well. Hmm. So the bike started to float. I lost my footing and we were both getting washed down this river, but I just managed to drag it across the other side and, got all the water out of the engine, got it going again. But uh, the river was coming up so fast that so that was it. I was the only guy on the other side of the river. So this is like... No one else was time. coming. No <laughs> one
0: else was coming. Yeah. So for the, rest,
4: the whole yeah. So the whole rest <laughs> of the race, it was just try and get there. But it was it was tough, man. Like I was having to end for end my bike across swamps to try and get there. And that's where the donkey passed me twice. And it's
1: the sort, of, sort of thing you'll <laughs> I mean, never forget just, in your lifetime, isn't it? Yeah, no, no. <laughs> eventually, like about Great five experience. o'clock...
4: Five o'clock in the afternoon, I eventually get to the other side and it was a it was a Red Bull event. So they had this big uh, like finishers party all organized on the beach and yeah, it's getting a ground like guys, there is nobody else coming. Oh
0: no. <laughs> oh no!
4: We'll keep the party going, someone else will make it good luck,
0: I'm out, <laughs> see <you> <laughs> <tomorrow>. <laughs> So they're all yeah, there she, celebrating she, no one else.
4: Yeah, she was a party for one, that one. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's a best-of episode hosted by myself, Andy Orrin-Away. He'll be back with us in January for the next episode. This is episode nine. It's a best-of the last eight episodes. We're into episode three right now, which is when I travelled up to Thames with the family, Oren and I decided that we'd do a radio episode face-to-face. It was an interesting uh, setup because we've only ever done the episodes uh, over video call. But now we're face-to-face, and I shared a story about the trip up there when I was at Wellington Airport I noticed a strange Bluetooth device tethered to my phone so I thought I'd try and have a bit of fun with it and I do actually apologize because Oren fucked around with his mic so much so you might hear a bit of that too. Quick story of our trip up here actually because we had to take two planes we had to catch one from Christchurch up to Wellington and then Wellington to Tauranga uh, to get up here on the weekend just gone Because this is solely just a week to catch up with friends. And um, we're sitting in Wellington Airport, which we'd been there for probably an hour and a half. And we were trying to pass the time. And obviously with two older kids who are great with the baby, and a baby, you've got to keep her entertained. Uh, The thing is with that is that you're sitting around a little bit. You're trying to keep her entertained. You're giving her a device in some respects and letting her watch videos, etc, etc. There was one point where I looked at... Because I wanted to put a, uh, a Bluetooth speaker on on my cell phone so that I could play a bit of music for my daughter to listen to. And I looked at the connected Bluetooth devices and there was some random one paired to my cell phone. Yeah. I don't recognise that. <laughs> I do not recognise it. But there was a part of me that said, well, you've you've actually got to give Bluetooth devices permission to pair to your phone. Yeah. But I thought nothing of that. I thought, well, okay, maybe so. maybe there's someone around me who's actually got a speaker which is just randomly paired to my cell phone. I thought, okay, this is going to be fun. What I did is I went on You know, you probably thought, here's an opportunity. Here's an opportunity. (laughs) I'm in this busy Wellington airport terminal, and I thought, okay, someone's speaker has tethered to my cell phone via Bluetooth, so I went on to YouTube quickly and found this porn scream. You know, (laughs) have you ever watched a video and someone's given it to you and you've got the volume up and suddenly goes, ah, ah, ah. (laughs) You know that kind of sound? Yeah, yeah. I've had a couple okay. of those sent to me. Yeah,
1: My mates are a pain in the arse. So
0: I found something <laughs> like that on YouTube and I thought, right, I'm going to play this at full tilt. This is either going to make me look completely stupid or it's going <laughs> to make someone else look a little bit. <laughs> and I thought, well, this is paired. It's paired to someone's someone's device, so let's play this. I played it and it didn't play out of my phone. So I thought, great, it's not going to make me look dumb. And then I listened and I couldn't hear it playing anywhere else. I thought, "Oh, okay, well, maybe it's someone out of earshot, or maybe they've got earbuds or something. I was looking around. No one seemed to look sheepish. <laughs> and then I figured it out. It dawned upon me. There's me trying to troll someone else. Well, I actually trolled myself because about, <laughs> about two weeks ago, my wife bought me a pair of wireless earpods. And basically, yeah, they're in my bag. So and you didn't recognize the number. No, the I not recognize the code. So I, I, I thought, okay, well, my own AirPods are actually tethered to my phone via Bluetooth. So I was playing this thing to myself. But I thought, oh, that's such an opportunity lost. Can you imagine Ooh. if someone had this big Bluetooth speaker a couple oh. of feet in front of me, and suddenly it started going?
2: Oh, <laughs> oh I would have
0: been in heaven watching. It would have that. been brilliant. <laughs> oh, Could it would have been the ultimate. It? it didn't happen. <laughs> Oh, that was my entertainment for the day, anyway. Tradio, it's the best of the last eight episodes with Andy, or on away at the moment. Thank you so much for listening to Tradio wherever you are in the world. The thirty first December is the day that this episode comes out. It's just incredible how fast that year's gone, but we are a good 16 weeks into the podcast and we can't believe how well it's gone, and it's all thanks to you taking the time to listen. You can email us if you like, tradiochat at gmail.com. You can also have a look at our Facebook page. Come and give us a like. We really are starting to, trying to build a bit of a page there as well with a nice little community who listen to the podcast as well. So join us, facebook.com slash tradio podcast. Now the jingle is something that Oren and I put together, I wrote it and then we both played our instruments to make the music and uh, it's the first time I've written a jingle for something like this and To be fair, we're pretty stoked on it, and it does tell a story of us, and we did have a message through from someone who asked us to sort of break down the jingle, because we had a, re- a lot of really good feedback about it from some of our friends. So here we are, breaking down the Tradio jingle and what it actually means. Um, interesting that uh, we've had quite a bit of feedback already on the first couple of episodes of the podcast, which is actually really good feedback, which is better than we expected if I'm honest. But um, one of the comments made was, can you break down the jingle?
1: Yeah, the jingle's an interesting
0: thing, isn't it? It's, uh, yeah. It sort of grew from nothing and turned into what it is now. It did. Uh, in the first episode, we actually break it down in the way of um, how it came about, but what do the words actually mean? So have a listen. This is the first line. A tradie guy, a radio guy. So a tradey guy and a radio guy yep. is an obvious reason why that's the case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm the tradey guy.
1: I've, uh, I'm actually a tradesman engineer. It's a bit special. bit special, yeah, yeah, a bit special. But I've actually branched out, now I'm going into the building sector, so I'm sort of doing all kinds of things, you know, as they say, a... uh Jack of all trades,
0: master and none, but we'll see how we get on. (laughs) And, of course, a radio guy. Well, that's self-explanatory, been in radio for 23 years. Here is the second line. Two
1: best mates chatting on the fly.
0: So it is pretty self-explanatory with two best mates, and we just love chatting about whatever on the fly as it comes to us.
1: Yeah, yeah, well, it's It's funny, eh? It started out as us just doing basically like a podcast but not recording it. So we used to just chat all the time. About all kinds of stuff, and then we thought one day, you know what? Let's just let's just throw it down and see how it comes out. Let's do
0: that. We're musos. We're dads. We're completely the same. We're musos. We're dads. We're completely the same. Is because we're musos. Musos is a, a bit of a New Zealand slang word for musicians.
1: It's pretty cool though that we can both. You know, we both play instruments. I've I've played quite a few gigs and bits and pieces, yeah. and Andy's done a lot of musical stuff and been in radio for a really really long time. And uh, I guess the two of us just came together and clicked and found that we could jam together, play music Mm. together and have a good laugh and a sing. So it's awesome. I mean, it's it's, it's actually a hard thing in life to find someone that you can actually connect with so
0: well and and play music with. Yeah, well, this is it. I mean, we're dads, self-explanatory. We're completely the same. This is all the stuff we have in common, which we'll address a bit later. Here's the next line. We'll
2: yarn about anything, it's all fair game.
0: So we'll yarn about anything, it's all fair game. Which, yeah, of course. I mean, we'll yarn about anything, within reason, of course, because you don't want to upset anyone. That's the (laughs) last thing you want to do. Yeah. yeah. It's all above board. Exactly. It's above board, but everything we talk about is fair game. It's stuff that we do want to talk about and share with you, and hopefully you you can go on the journey with us and you feel like you're in the room as part of the conversation. Here's the next line. One hits nails and one nails hits. So this is interesting. One hits nails and one nails hits. Obviously, you being the tradie <laughs> slash builder, you hit a lot of nails. Yep. I've lost count. How many times have you missed the nail and hit your thumb? Lots.
1: <laughs> and there's a few... Yeah. My, my son thinks I've said a few bad words on this podcast. You mm-hmm. should hear it when I hit my thumb or my little
0: finger or whatever with a, with a hammer. Or maybe you've, <laughs> you've invented a few new swear words, mm-hmm. potentially. And so, yeah, one hits nails and one nails hits. So, this one is a bit of a, a radio reference, if you like, because when I'm on the radio... I'm playing those hits. I am nailing those hits. I am hitting that button. I'm nailing that button that plays those hits. Here's the next one. We'll review good beers. So we'll review good beers. Uh, It depends what it says on the back of the label because I am – I confess that I'm not very good at reviewing beers. You know how they taste. That's the main thing. Exactly. But it's like what's in them. My taste buds don't tell me – well, they don't separate the different ingredients in a beer. (laughs) Well, that's up to the pros,
1: mate. We're just the, we're, we're the amateurs. Yeah, exactly. You can say, you know what, go down to your local booze shop and buy this beer because it's really nice. Yep. Or this one, you know, it's not so
0: good. I wouldn't be in such a mad rush to go and get it. <laughs> that's probably about at a level of our skill. We will get a guest on soon that can actually review beers properly. In fact, he does write for a beer magazine, believe it or not. And just shoot the shit. Just shoot the shit. That's what we do. We just talk about stuff and just shoot the shit. That's the That's the phrase.
1: Actually, that's a really good way of putting it, because you just, basically half the time you're just talking crap, eh? And you just want to get it off your chest, have a chat. Exactly.
0: Good for the mental health, too. It is. Really good. But next line. We're R&B and Andy G. We're R&B and Andy G. I can't explain this one. It's really complicated. Yeah, yeah. That's the most complicated one of the whole lot. uh, (laughs) I'll
1: leave it up to you, mate. I have no idea how to explain this. Okay. Well, the best thing I
0: can explain (laughs) is that you are Andy, no, no, you're R&B mm. yes and I'm Andy G that, that means I must be Andy G and here's the next line and this
2: is Tradio Tradio
0: which is also self-explanatory yeah this is Tradio it's the name of the podcast It's by the way it's the uh,
1: number one podcast on all the top rated shows at the moment um, well, and, and, that's what we're hoping for that anyway And then you woke up <laughs>
0: uh, But yeah, this is Tradio Tradie, radio, Tradio That is the podcast tradio, The Tradio best off episode with Andy This is episode 9 We're looking at some of the best bits From the last 8 episodes to wrap up the year Oren's away on holiday He'll be back with us in January So the next best bit uh, If you're a driver There are a lot of unwritten road rules did we hit the nail on the head with some of these? I'm sure you can relate. <laughs> Got me thinking of some unwritten New Zealand road rules, which could probably apply to most countries in the world. Right, let me start with a couple for you. This is more of a pedestrian rule, but if a car lets the pedestrian cross the road as a courtesy, the pedestrian must do the funny run-walk and awkward wave. <laughs> ooh, 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 ooh. Thank you. <laughs> But see, there's a thing, though, with when I go to cross a road, I'm like, oh, I'd rather wait a little bit for the traffic to clear and then cross because I think, you know, it's a lot of pressure holding up traffic because they're all watching you. Yeah, yeah, you're You're the one to blame if everything gets held up. Yeah, exactly. Like, mm. um, after securing your load on your vehicle, you got to go, pff, pff,
3: but it's not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. As being a tradie, that's actually quite a common thing, Are eh? You go to like... Yeah. Go to uh, some of the uh, trade areas. Mm. I won't name any, but you go to some of them, and when everyone's tying down their load, you can almost see them do it. eh? As they walk past the back of the load
0: of timber, they just give it a little pat and go, yep, (laughs) yep, that's not going anywhere, that one. Yeah, (laughs) says looking good. A gentle head nod to all the stop-go people as you drive by the roadworks. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I think they appreciate it. Common, it's common courtesy, mate. Yeah. It's common courtesy. I think they appreciate the old head nod because a lot of them... I, I, do you know what? I, I always make an effort to give them a head nod or a little wave, but if they don't respond to me, I'm like you. When you wave to them, you're like
1: one guy in one car and they wave to you. They've been standing there for eight hours, and every hour that goes past is 200 cars go past times eight hours... Ah, sick of waving to people, eh? <laughs> By the
0: time they get to the end of their shift, they're like, I've had enough of this. Oh, so what do you do for work? Oh, I get sick of people's appreciation.
2: <laughs> Pretty much, eh? Yeah.
0: If, someone Pretty lets, much. if someone lets you go in front of them, flash your hazard lights a couple of times to thank them. I do that too. That's a new one, eh? I've, yeah? I've never really heard that one, you know? like well, I, mean, I drive on motorways quite a bit yeah, now for yeah. work. You don't really, because you don't have any nah. motorways here. But it's a thing. How is it about, like? Is it
1: kind of like the whole merge like a zip thing? They let you in, you go, cheers mate, with yeah. a little flash of your lights. Absolutely. Even, oh, if okay.
0: even if they've let you in where they didn't need to, where they've broken the zip. You know where you zip <laughs> up your top and there's like two <laughs> links and then there's one link? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah even you don't someone, want to be that odd link. No, but if someone lets you be that odd link, give them a thank you with the old hazard lights. <laughs> Better living, everyone. Anyway, this one, drive right up my ass the whole way, wherever I'm going. Yep, and I have
1: to admit... I've done, you know, being in the uh, industry I'm in now, I do a lot more traveling on the road than I used to in my old job. And I do find that, eh, especially if you've got a trailer on, people Mm -hmm. are like, right up your date. And it's (laughs) like, if you don't move out of that big trailer on, I'm going to jump on the trailer and catch a lift with you.
0: Yeah, (laughs) And this is, it always seems to be, I've noticed an observation, is that it is late model Ford Ranger drivers doing it. (laughs) Uh, another un unwritten- we're, we're not pointing the finger at anything, but we're just saying, you know, it's a... It's a,
1: it's a, it's a, a common occurrence. Yeah, it's with- a common occurrence, a bit of an observation that <laughs> yeah. has been made. Uh,
0: if your car is roughly the same colour as the road, i.e. a grey <laughs> colour, you're not allowed to ever put your lights on, especially when it's raining or foggy.
1: Yep, yep. I was actually saying to Andy earlier on, we were having a little bit of a prep and a bit of a discussion. And I said to him, I was coming home the other night and I was probably... Oh, I must have been seven thirty, eight o'clock. It was just starting to get dark, and it was pouring down with rain. And there was a grey ute coming along the road, and it went past me, and I hardly even knew it was on the road. It didn't have his lights on. It's amazing, eh? It's it's quite incredible how you can't see them. You know what the problem
0: there is, though. If there'd been a collision, it would have been your fault. Yeah, that's right. It was my fault. Mm, Absolutely. That's the unfortunate part. Uh, If a slow towing vehicle pulls into a slow vehicle lane to let you pass on a windy road, give a friendly beep beep to show your appreciation. (laughs) You know, who hasn't done that? Oh, I love it. Another one here as well. um, Being overtaken is a personal attack. (laughs)
1: Have you noticed on the road that anyone anyone who's slower than you is an asshole, and anyone who's faster than you is a hoon or a yeah. pain in the arse?
0: Look at this hoon yeah. going past me. Exactly. Yeah. And it's the same situation like when you get to a passing lane. If you're trying to overtake someone who's doing 85 and a 100, suddenly they speed up to 105 <laughs> and then they slow down again when they get to the other side. And don't get me started on camper vans. <laughs> well go on you have time oh i
1: don't know well actually to be honest new zealand's roads have actually improved a little bit because at the moment with our borders closed there's not so many foreign tourists on the road and some of them some of them are good most of them are good you get the odd one they're just they're obviously not so used to driving on our awkward Mm. coastal new zealand roads and uh they tend to drive either very slow or sometimes completely on the wrong side of the road yeah, it's
0: it can be bad. It can be good. <laughs> some of them must. Some of them in those camper vans must be driving around the peninsula roads, going, "Oh, there's not another car on the road here. It's beautiful. they are all behind you. <laughs> Everybody's behind." <laughs> mm. Thou shalt flash lights at oncoming drivers after spa- passing a speed camera or a cop.
1: I think the same rules apply if you drive around at night with your headlights on full beam. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Everybody yep. flashes you for some reason. Yeah. Oh why? We'll do this one as the last one. When you had a pack and save supermarket car park, all indicators are disabled. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, that's so good hand signals come in though you notice oh, well. that you go in there sometimes and you get these people giving you these weird hand so it's usually like the middle the hand up with the middle finger in the ear yeah you've seen that hand signal oh, it's I quite have common seen that one. in com- car parks actually yeah. I, I think it's universal
0: because I've yeah. used it too
1: they look quite distraught but you know you can't really interpret what they're saying
0: yeah, at the yeah, time yeah. and it works in several countries <laughs> <laughs> <Trading> <laughs> The Tradio Best Off episode with Andy, Oren's away at the moment and we have a lot in common as we've clarified many times. Another thing we have in common is that we have kids of similar ages. And something I used to do on the radio was small talk, it's our version of Kids Say the darndest Things and this was the first time we did it with our kids and fair to say it's cute and very funny, it's a bit of a look into how kids really think.
2: Hi, I'm Ashlyn. Hi, I'm Blake. Hi, I'm Mia. Hi, I'm Chloe.
0: What's your favourite thing about lockdowns?
2: Spending time with family. Playing outside. Playing fun games with your family. No school.
0: If you could be the Prime Minister for a day, what would you do?
2: I would ask everyone to give me money. I'd tell everyone what to do. Give everyone a day off.
0: If you could be invisible for a day... What would you do?
2: Sneak lots of lollies. Steal my brother's remote control cars. Oh. What do
0: you think about your sister stealing your remote control cars? Mean. <laughs> if you had the chance, what one food would you get rid of forever?
2: Cauliflower or broccoli? Cauliflower. Peas and corn. Brussels sprouts.
0: Pretend I'm a genie.
1: If I could grant you one wish, what would it be? You'd be you'd be a pretty good-looking
0: genie actually, mate.
2: Why <laughs> thank you. To make Me, the queen. Infinite lollies. (laughs) Give me an iPhone 13 right now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Give me a million dollars.
0: What's the worst smell in the world?
2: Blue cheese. Fish sauce.
0: Why do people get old?
2: Because they've got an old age. They grow up fast. Because if they're 50, they're old. Because you always have to get older.
0: If you had your own country, what would it be called?
2: Ashland. Candyland. Musicville.
0: Why doesn't it hurt when you cut your hair?
2: Because if you're cutting down the bottom, it it doesn't really hurt that much. Because if you cut down the bottom of your hair, it's at the bottom so you can't feel it. There are no nerves in your hair.
0: Where does the water go when the tide goes out?
2: Probably back out to deeper in the sea. The moon.
0: If you could invent another day of the week... What would it be called?
2: Candy day. Past.
0: Past day. <laughs> past day.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. Past day. <laughs> I've got one. Day off.
0: <laughs> I've got one too. Beer day. <laughs> if you could time travel, would you go forward or back in time and why?
2: I'd go forward in time so I can see my favourite YouTuber. I would go forward in time because then there would be more fancy stuff. I'll go into the past... To see my younger self. Oh, well, that's that's interesting. I go into the future because I want to see what happens in the future.
0: What is the hardest thing about being a kid?
2: That you get told what to do. School. Going to bed early.
0: Why do you think we have a day and a
1: night?
2: Because the moon and the atmosphere spins around.
1: Oh, that's a bit of a serious
2: answer. <laughs> because you need to sleep. And you need to be awake sometimes. So night is for sleeping, Dad's for awake. Good answer. Cause if you're awake all the time you'd be really, really tired. And grumpy like mum. <laughs> <laughs> <how> easy,
0: Dad. <laughs> you don't need to tell her, she'll probably listen. Okay, what's your favourite word? My name. What's one special thing about you?
2: That I'm alive. I'm a boy. I'm precious.
0: You are. I precious. Yeah.
2: I'm precious. I'm broke. <laughs>
1: Do you not give oh her enough
0: pocket money, Aura?
1: You got more you got more pocket money than all of us.
0: <laughs> Can you tell us your best joke? How to get a fly okay. off the wall. <SSSSSSSSSR> I've got
1: Tie a fridge to its leg. This isn't for you. I've got one.
2: Why did the toilet paper roll down the hill?
0: I have no idea.
2: To get to the bottom. (laughs) (laughs) Why does six eight seven, seven, eight, nine? What animals are at the bottom of the sea? I don't know, but they must be pretty heavy. Why do dogs like watching movies? No idea. Because they like to pause it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What's your favourite podcast? It's a best-of episode from the last eight episodes, hosted by myself, Andy. Oren's away back in January. Now, we're talking about how we have so much in common stemmed into a story about how an 85-year-old lady beat me in a game of strength. Have a listen. Pies is another favourite of ours. Yeah have one of those this afternoon we did we went out for a pie well we had to go drop some stuff off at your accountants and then we saw the bakery and was like "Ooh, let's go there because the fella knows us quite well and um (laughs) walked up to the pie warmer this is this is hilarious (laughs) you know and i'm not a small guy i'm pretty staunch i'm pretty strong strong i mean i've got some guns eh? Um, It walked up to the pie warmer. I couldn't open the door. Yeah, the guns didn't work. No, (laughs) because I thought it was pulling the door on the pie warmer, the glass front pie warmer, and I thought maybe they've they've actually locked it shut somehow because of COVID and it's not self-service.
1: When you were trying to open it, you know what I thought? I thought he's so strong, he was trying not to break the glass. He thought, if I pull too hard on this, I'm going to smash
0: the glass on the front (laughs) of the pie warmer. Guess what? I mean, you were there, you saw this, Oren, but I just (laughs) couldn't open this door suddenly. Next to me, this little old lady who must have been about 75, 80. Easily, eh? Oh, easily. Yeah, she came wandering up. She came wandering up. and She grabbed <laughs> the handle on the door and just slid it open. <laughs> <laughs> it was the funniest thing I've seen in ages. I was like, Holy shit. And I, I said, oh,
1: honestly, mate, I was trying not to laugh. I was holding it in. I was like, no, <laughs> I don't want to make Andy look bad here. I'm just going to hold this in.
0: <laughs> I, said, I said to her, I loosened it for you. And she's like, no, you didn't. I just came over and opened it for you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, she was lovely. She was quite funny. Oh, she, she was, was a lovely about it. Yeah,
0: but I was just like, wow, okay. Um, <laughs> thank you. Should have got her to put my pie in the bag for me, mm. too. All that effort for a pie. I'm obviously that capable. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. Tradio. The Tradio Best Of episode with Andy. Now, Jared Edwards is a good friend of mine I used to work with in radio. He moved over to the UK. And he's done well for himself over there. He runs his own radio station, which this particular podcast will run on. It is uh, podcast Radio. And he's doing very well with it. On top of that too, he's a very good musician and he's got a band called The Dark Light who are doing well in their own right as well. Uh, Jared joined us. He was our second guest ever on episode three. He's the front man for this band, The Dark Light, and he shared a story behind a song of theirs called Guns, which is still to be
3: released. Have a listen to this. Gordon's the song, is written about... Now, when I was in Liverpool when I was 18 and I went to become a famous journalist, I had eight months to kill time. See the city I'm from, connected my roots and all that nonsense and go and go around the UK. And I took a job to fund some of that. And the job was in a betting shop, right? Oh, right. And I just yeah. I just saw the most disgusting things in this betting shop in Deep Liverpool. In I'm from a place called Kirby. And I was going into different betting shops every day. I was like the helper who like, so I didn't have a stable one. Some nice fella had been going around with a sawn-off shotgun holding up the shops, right? Oh shit. <laughs> yeah. And then it, t- then it turned out he'd just taken two pipes, put a towel over them, and cut the pipes in half. So it looked like a sawn off shotgun. Mm. And I was working with this guy who was also called Andy, big, huge tank of a dude, right? And we were cashing up at the end of the day. And neither of us were regulars in the shop. So we're counting the money, and you just want to get out of there. And he'd forgotten to lock the door. You think we think we're in a stable thing, piles of cash around. And we just hear this give me all the money. And we lock up, and it's this kid with one of these towels over these pipes. <laughs> and he go. Andy just goes like, looks straight down the barrel. He goes, "Oh, f off, lads. No way." And I'm just like, "Yeah, you get out of here." I'm trying to be all tough myself because <laughs> just after living in Titterangi, Auckland for a few years, I think I've got a bit soft, right? So I, I'm just like following Andy's lead. And we both go back to counting the money and Andy goes, ignore him, ignore him. And you can see this kid, he must have been about 21, but he looked like 14, a skinny kid in a tracksuit, trembling. And then the wall just goes between us. And he has a real one. Oh, shit. We're just sitting under the desk, me and Andy looking at each other. And I'm like, oh, oh!" and Andy's like, that was, that was real. Anyway, the cops come and then they take the statements, check it all out. And we get, <laughs> I always regret this. The manager of like the area comes down and goes oh do you need like a week off how's your head and i went now it's all right no like, great you're in the same shop tomorrow that's like oh god <laughs> <laughs> never got any paid leave just trying to be too hard um well anyway the song's about that that's where that all ties Holy back around to the
0: band. yeah oh my word what a big be- that has got to be one of the greatest stories behind a song i've ever heard
3: isn't it cool Tradium.
0: Radio Best Of episode what an th- amazing story behind that song I can't wait for Guns to be released do check out The Dark Light that's the band's name you can find them on YouTube and on social media as well definitely worth a follow I can't wait to hear what that song sounds like I mean if the story's anything to go by It'll be epic. We're into episode four now. And how my journey home from a visit to Oren went wrong in three ways. Story of the week, actually, the fun we had getting home. Uh, the baby was fantastic flying back this time. She had a bit of a mental breakdown in the last uh, <laughs> flight over because obviously she had enough. But she did really well on the flight home. We're about halfway through. It was a two-hour flight down back to Christchurch. About halfway through the flight, my wife got the baby's drink bottle out and it's just it's just a, it's a standard baby bottle with the handles either side and a straw poking out at the top and the straw is a one-way straw so she can only suck through it she can't you know and it won't leak either it's got a special little block in it so it doesn't leak once my wife actually flipped the straw out of the cap, it just exploded everywhere like a little fountain because of the cabin pressure. Yeah, the pressure's the room. <laughs> and I was, I was taken by surprise because I was actually listening to our last podcast, which I downloaded to have a we listened to. And I was just in another world listening away. And suddenly I get absolutely covered in water. The seat in front of me <laughs> and the person sitting in the seat in front of me got covered in it as well. So <laughs> as you can imagine. Slightly the awkward. joys of
1: flying with children.
0: I know, yeah. but the thing of the water didn't stop. There was so much pressure that had built up in this drink <laughs> bottle. It just didn't stop. Oh,
2: oh no.
0: Yeah. And then um, my middle child, Mia, eight years old, got a bit of a surprise, and then she started to get a bit worried because suddenly the, the co-pilot came out of the cockpit and walked down to the back of the plane. And oh, yeah. I didn't see him come back. Um <laughs> But apparently he did. I didn't see it, but Mia got worried because she was like, Why is the pilot walking down the plane? Where's he going? Who's flying, Who's the, flying plane? the plane? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just so cute. She was just so worried. Eh? But apparently he came back. I didn't see him, but um, yeah. I, ho- I yeah. hope he did. <laughs> and then the final part of the story was we got back to the airport and uh, my wife's brother was coming to pick us up using our car because um, our car's big enough to fit everyone in it, plus all of our luggage as well. Was that the uh, legendary Honda Odyssey? Yeah, the Honda Odyssey. I, I like the yeah, car. Yeah. My wife wants to get rid of it, but I, I don't see why, because I like it's it. It's a very spacious it. car. It's, really, it's very luxurious
1: and spacious inside.
0: Well, you remember we were driving it once over the Korpuhikauai Road down the centre of the Coromandel Peninsula, and it sounded like the time machine from Back to the Future when we were going up the hill. It was going... It made, this, it made this funny little sound like I was speeding up to
3: 88 miles an hour.
1: That when, that's when we took the kids over for a swim at the beach. In
0: Whangamatsana. And they forgot their togs. <laughs> that's right. <Remember> that? <laughs> that's right. You had to buy them new ones, didn't you? Yeah,
3: yeah.
0: It's like, uh, remember to pack your togs. Yep. We've yeah, got yeah, our togs. Yeah. Get over there. Where's the your yeah.
1: togs? Oh, they're at home. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's right. Yeah, that was a good day out. But anyway, uh, we got a call from um, my brother-in-law who was coming to get us. He was meant to pick us up at one o'clock in the afternoon, not long after we arrived back. And there was a call from him, which had come through about quarter to one, which obviously we'd missed because we had our our phones on flight mode. He said, oh, the car battery's flat Uh, because the, the car had been sitting in the driveway all week and it went completely, completely flat just sitting there which is, in some ways is unusual, but it, it actually did that during lockdown as well when we were in level four. The battery went flat after like two days. That's a new battery, so we might have to get it looked at. Anyway, yeah, battery's flat. Old. And um, <clears throat> I said, look, my ute is there too, which he knew. He had the key for my ute, so I said, well, get the, um, get the jumper leads out of the back of my ute and hook up the batteries and jump start the car. But he brings us back about 10 minutes later and says, it's not working. Can't charge the battery. Because he said, oh, one of the leads was getting really hot. And I said, oh, well, you probably, probably had it the wrong way around. <laughs> <laughs> he got it sorted. So anyway, we were waiting at the airport for about an hour and a half before we finally got picked up. We were considering actually catching a bus, but that was going to be too much trauma for the baby, we thought. Yeah. But yeah, hour and a half, pissing around at the airport, spend a bit of money on ice creams and stuff like that. And the kids were happy, but we finally got home. It's the Tradio Best Of with Andy Orens back with us in January. Tradio Episode 5. How exactly did I manage to crack open my head? <laughs> you did what? I cracked open my head. What were you doing? Well, let me tell you the story. It was very, very silly. It was a couple of days ago because I, uh, part of my job working on my sister-in-law's veggie farm is driving the truck and doing deliveries to clients around Christchurch. <laughs> And uh, the truck's got a side door, but it's not as high as your standard door, right? Standard door in your house is about six foot six. I'm about six foot two, I think, roughly. But this thing is about five foot five, right? This is the side door on the truck. Anyway, I'm in the truck having gone through the side door, just rearranging crates uh, to pull out the ones I needed to deliver to this customer. And as I turned around, because my head was down, I was still too high for the top of the door frame and I cracked it. Absolutely cracked it. And I felt I honestly I felt the shockwaves go down my neck. Oh, that's horrible, eh? And it was just like for a second, you're like, what the hell did I just do? And then I thought I thought nothing of it. And it kind of tingled for a little bit. You know how it's sort of you've hurt yourself and it tingles, but you think, is that just tingly because I hit myself, or is that actually profusely bleeding? Mm. Um so anyway. <laughs> I, I had a hat on. I had my cap on, so luckily that might have actually helped a little bit. But when I took my cap off- Yeah, I wish I had a hard hat. When I took my cap off and had a little feel with my hand, it's right on the top of my head, right underneath where my headphones are sitting right now. And I couldn't really feel anything and had a look and oh, there's no blood on my fingers. Great. Got home yesterday night. And asked my wife to have a look for me, because obviously I can't look at the top of my own head. And she looked at it. She took one look and went, oh, my God. <laughs> and I
3: thought,
0: what did I do? She goes, you've actually really hurt yourself. Like, you've, you've cut your head open. And, she said, and what was her word? She said, it's just, you can see where you've cut it, and it has been bleeding, but it's like surrounded by all of this goopy stuff. And I said, oh, shit, is it is, oh. it, is it spinal fluid? <laughs> <You know? laughs> Obviously it wasn't, but what I'd done is just my body sending all the stuff it needs to fix the problem, and yeah. it's just sort of made its way out of the cut and slowly made its way down my head. So there's a good patch on the top of my head now where I stupidly head-butted the door in the truck that I'm working in, and, um, yeah, it's still a bit sore oh. today. There's always something, eh? Yeah, There's always no. something, mate. J-D-O. It's a Best Off episode with Andy looking at the last eight episodes, pulling out some of the best bits, and I tell you, there was so much to go through, we haven't been able to fit everything in. But all the episodes, you can find them at all good places you get your podcasts. Do have a wee listen. The next so we've talked about the Tradio jingle. We broke it down, and you may have heard that in the last ten or so minutes. Well, we reveal the original Tradio jingle with three deleted lines because the jingle now isn't how it was originally the original one that i put together i mean this is just me this is before i sent it to you to get you to add your voice and um before i got you to add your instruments as well uh so this is the the rough me- i'll play the whole thing because then you'll get a better idea of it here we go a trade guy a radio guy to Chatting on the fly We're musos, we're dads We're completely the same We'll yarn about anything It's all fair game One hits nails And one nails hits We'll review good beers And talk some shh we're separated by 1,000 Ks But never mind, we'll do it this way This podcast needs a name, what do we call this show? We're Andy G and R&B And this is Tradio, Yo What's that?
1: Yeah, I never heard, I've never heard that, it was good mate
0: Yeah, so there's quite a few, like, it's a lot different isn't it? Because that was like the original concept
1: I definitely like the version we finished with
0: uh, Absolutely. Like your, what was it, your
1: missus said that it was a bit long or something. Or she, she told you to cut a couple of lines out.
0: Yeah, well, she listened to it. And I, I did say to her, look, those, those bits where I say, you know, we're a thousand Ks apart, et etc. et cetera. Do we really need that in there? Because you and I will talk about this in the yep. podcast and explain the whole thing anyway. The jingle will just help sort of introduce us and who we are and what we're about. And she said, yeah, you no, know, I think get rid of that stuff. So I did get rid of those, rewrite the whole thing, change the key. And that was sort of the rough, yeah, the rough mix down. But um, what we came up with, I definitely agree, is a lot better. It sounds more jingly, but that one just had too much in it, I think. I still
1: it, it, reckon I still reckon what you just said a minute ago would have uh, been quite good, eh? We're musos, we're dads, we're completely insane. insane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That would have been a good piece to put in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: It's the Tradio Best Of episode for the last day of 2021. The year has flown by. I'm looking forward to 2022. Let's keep our fingers crossed that it's a good one. Wherever you're listening from in the world, thank you so much. We had no idea where this would go. We really, really didn't. Uh, but it's, it seems to be doing okay. And we're happy with that. And we hope that you feel a part of it too. By tuning into some of our stories. And if you want to be a guest, easy to get in touch Facebook.com/slash Tradio podcast, or you can email TradioChat at gmail.com. I shared a scary moment in episode six where I encountered a parentless toddler running along a busy highway, but I was in a particular vehicle which probably would have been the best vehicle you'd want to uh, stumble upon a loose toddler and if you like but uh, we were driving on the highway and a lot of the highways around here are very straight and we were following this uh subaru impreza for quite some time and then suddenly this subaru and impreza who had broken away ahead of us um quite a bit uh he suddenly stopped on the highway right in the middle of the road and we were obviously like oh shit, what's going on here so we flipped on our beacons our uh, flashing lights just to you know Make sure people knew that we'd stopped as well. And uh, there's a little toddler chasing a little terrier dog alongside this busy highway. Oh, shit. And not yeah. an adult to be seen. And it actually scared the crap out of me because it could have been my kids, you know. Yeah, yeah. But the shit, story yeah. was, is, uh, it was great that this guy in the Subaru stopped, but obviously we just said to him, that thank you very much. You know, you, you jog on and uh, we'll, we'll look after this. And the driveway down to the farm where this kid had come from was about half a kilometre and yeah so this is like a highway with no houses against the road this is all farms with long driveways coming off it anyway this kid is just running around with this little dog on the side of the highway and then as soon as the kid saw the fire truck the kid started bolting it back down his driveway anyway so we followed him very very slowly as not to scare him and suddenly in the distance we see the dad come running towards him so you know we're still half a kilometer apart here so the dad had no idea that the boy had run off and where was the mum? Well, what happened is mum had popped out and she said to the dad who was, who was busy chopping firewood, I'm popping out now, just watch the kid. What happened was his dad said, yeah, yeah, yeah no problems. But the kid had other ideas and the kid was like, mummy, mummy, and started running after the dog, which was chasing the car up the driveway. Mum had no idea. Next minute, the dog and the kid are on their own up at the highway, a kilometer, half a kilometre away from the house. Dad had no idea, Mum had no idea, and it was lucky a fire engine found them. Yeah, shit. Yeah, that's well, that's too scary to think about, isn't it? The Tradio, the Tradio Best Of episode with Andy. Oren's back with us in January. He's on a bit of a family holiday at the moment. Talking lotto, I mean, oh, gee, I've spent a bit on lotto. I've won a little bit back through various draws, but um, let's just say that I've probably spent more than I've ever won. But the thing is with lotto, if you buy someone else a lotto ticket, maybe for a birthday present or for Christmas or whatever and fear they might win, I've got this solution so you can actually benefit too if it is a winning ticket. If you bought someone a lotto ticket, have you done it? Just, just have you done it? You've bought someone a lotto yeah, ticket?
1: Uh, yeah, I have. Yes, you usually buy the old man one or something. And-
0: yeah. Do you ever have Far that sort of country. Do you ever have that fear that, fuck, what if they win? What's going to happen?
1: I always always say to them, if you win, you owe me some.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, here's the solution, right? So you benefit as well. This is just something that came up in a little tip from me. If you're buying someone a lotto ticket in fear that they might win, my solution is to buy a duplicate of that ticket so that you win as well. Mm, That's a good idea. That's what I've always done. I've always bought a duplicate. I know it's extra money. And you might not win, but how often do you buy someone else a lot of ticket? Not very often. So buy a duplicate because you can, and then you win if they win. It's perfect. It's
1: perfect. Really? Can you can you get them to the, like, reprint the same ticket out? Yep. Oh,
0: cool. Yep. I didn't know that. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Because you know, uh, if Lotto comes out and they say, Well, there's been four winners, it could be the same person could have bought four tickets. It's really? possible, it's possible to do tradio best of with andy into episode seven now as we look at some of the best bits of the last eight episodes what did i find randomly stuffed under my ute for those of you that don't understand what a ute is because i know that some americans don't it's just short for utility vehicle it's a cut in half van has a tray on the back story of the week for you mate i was putting some uh, air into the tires on my ute at the petrol station uh, just last week you know, it's getting a bit low and uh, because my my ute is, is is it's got quite um it's quite high off the way, the wheel arch is quite high off the top of the wheel so you can see quite a bit behind it if you know what i mean yeah and i could see this this rag there was a rag sitting just above my suspension and just underneath the tray on the back of the ute yeah. And it, I'd never seen this rag before, so I, I just started pulling it, and it kept coming and kept coming, and it was an, an entire towel stuffed underneath my uh, the the trail, my ute. And How I did get under there. I've no idea. I never put it there. I have taken <laughs> the ute to various mechanics over time, so I wonder if maybe they'd left it there and literally stuffed it into this little gap. But for all, if it, if it wasn't one of the mechanics I've taken it to lately, maybe the previous owner did it. And yeah. I've been driving my ute around for the last three years with this towel jammed into the suspension <laughs> underneath. I, it was strange. It was a massive Someone, towel.
1: Someone's missing their favourite towel at the moment. They're like where the fuck can I put that
0: towel? Well, they're not. They're <laughs> not getting it. They're not getting it back now. I mean, but I mean, of all the things that you could find stuffed into your vehicle, yeah, yeah. And it was, yeah, it was. Oh, I was pretty rooted though. It was pretty muddy and greasy. Yeah. So no one was going to want it back anyway. <laughs> but yeah, what a random thing to find, eh?
1: Yeah, yeah, fishy, <laughs> fishy in there.
0: Yeah, it was actually that I kind of what I what I think it was a bit like was you know when you see a thread hanging off your t-shirt and you pull the thread and suddenly it just goes <laughs> yeah. drrr, it pulls all the way out. Yeah. yeah, it felt half like your that. Sleeves go on, hey? Yeah, this towel was massive, and it, I didn't know if it was going to stop coming out. <laughs> but anyway,
1: someone will be missing it. Yeah, as long as it doesn't get caught around your drive shaft or something when you're driving along. Oh yeah, it was close to it. It's a good trick to play on someone that if you really want to piss someone off, <laughs> go and get some really long zip ties mm-hmm. and go underneath their uh, ute and put some zip ties around their drive shaft and <laughs> in in under the um in the under the arch area and, yep. and leave the tags long so they flick and they, if they flick against it as it's going around. <laughs> and they <hear> <laughs> <laughs> they're driving along and they're like, What is that noise? Is something wrong with my ute.
0: Take it to a mechanic to find out what's wrong with it. I like that. I do <laughs> like that. That's a bloody good idea. Cool tricks to play on people. There's lots of um, people in my fire brigade who drive utes. Maybe, maybe we could do a couple of them. <laughs> it's not a shabby idea. Yeah. Yeah. See, see the things you put in my fucking head?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Shocking. <laughs> I know I've got a few worse ones than that, but I won't I won't bring those up just yet.
0: <laughs> well, if you do, drop in a disclaimer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do not try this at home. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Tradeo. The Tradio Best of Episode Eight, which was the last episode we did just prior to Christmas. Um, I don't know if you've noticed, I have a bit of a bit of a lisp. It's very minimal, but I can tell it's there. My wife can tell it's there as well. Well, I managed to break my front tooth in half. And in episode eight, I explained how I managed to do that and which movie character I've been compared to by my friends. Mate. What have you done to your tooth? You look like a
1: toothless hillbilly.
0: Yeehaw, big boy. Um, <laughs> well, it's an old injury. My, my uh, right front tooth is cracked in half. Um, my wife even says that I've got a bit of a lisp as well when I talk because, <laughs> um, because yeah, it, it, it does make me talk a little bit different uh, until I can get it fixed. Um, yeah. But yeah, my tooth. It's a, it's a funny old story. And tooth. Bro- my tooth. When I was about 14 years old, I locked my brother out of the house um, and he was banging on the window to come back in. So I pushed my face up against the window and pulled faces at him, and he smacked the window again, and it broke my tooth. Ooh, um, ouch. Yeah, so my tooth took the brunt of the impact. Did and... it break the glass? No, it didn't. No, it didn't. My, my tooth was what broke, <laughs> um, and that'll teach me. And I, I never pulled faces at him through the window again or locked him out of the house. But yeah. it's, it's oh. had about five caps on it since it happened. And um, I'll tell you, yesterday afternoon it broke off again because Mia, my young, uh, my middle daughter, she's uh, doing gymnastics class at the moment and I took her on Saturday and she did really well. And I thought I'd get her and my oldest daughter a treat, so I bought them a bag of Skittles. <laughs> love, I love Skittles, mate. They're such beautiful lollies. Anyway, I had a couple of Skittles yesterday. And I was chewing them, and I thought, fuck, that's a hard one. <laughs> and the bloody Skittles, because <laughs> you know when you chew Skittles, it's just like this big chewy mass, because I, yeah. I chuck about I chuck about 20 in at once. So. A yeah, okay. big gooey ball. <laughs> yeah, so I, I actually pulled this big gooey ball out. Still hadn't realized <laughs> uh, that I had this gap in the front of my mouth, but when I had a look at it, I was like, shit, that's weird, and... And I ran my tongue along my teeth, and now oh, sure enough, the fucking things come off. <laughs> so here I am with one and a half front teeth. So all I yeah. want for Christmas is a new front tooth, a new front <laughs> tooth.
1: <laughs> yeah. So what are you going to do to get it done? They just well, they well, do just stick a new piece
0: on. Yeah, they do. The um, the dentists, in fact, the last one I had. Uh, well, No, two caps ago, the dentist actually put two titanium rods into what was left of my original tooth because what you're seeing is my real tooth, the half that's left. Yeah. And the um, a dentist, a couple of dentists ago, put these two titanium rods in and then just built around it with this resin and hardened it with a UV light. But now the last dentist that did it decided that, oh, no, you don't need the titanium rods because the way I'm going to do it, it's going to last longer. And... <laughs> It was a dentist in Thames. I won't name them, but um, it's only. Wanted to make a bit of extra coin or something, did they? Yeah, it's only lasted about three years, which is like the shortest it's ever lasted. So Mm. I've got to go to the dentist where I am this week and just say, "Hey, look, here's the situation. It's Christmas in two weeks. I realise you guys are busy; they're booked up until February because there's like online booking. so you can see when there's a space. Sometimes if it's an emergency like that, though, they'll um, you know, they'll 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 slot you in and fix it because. Sort of urgent. Yeah, exactly. So I'm just going to go in there with a nice smile. Oh, I can't. I've got to wear a mask. Just pull it down and go, Ooh. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> hey, can you flex my tooth for me? Um, so, yeah, hopefully I can get that sorted. But anyway, that's my story. And I do feel like a bit of a dick because of the whole situation. You know, um, it was a stupid way that I did it originally and a stupid way to lose, like, my fourth or fifth cat by chewing Skittles. You are with Oren, the tradey, and Andy, the guy that apparently looks like the dumb and dumber dude with his broken front teeth. <laughs> that's, what a, that's what one of my friends said to me, hey, you are you? I, I, I did. I posted a photo on Facebook saying, All I want for Christmas is an ear front teeth, and people had a field day with it. So, you know, fair <laughs> enough. I yeah. asked for it. Um, you yeah, opened yourself up for that one. <laughs> yeah. I knew it was going to happen, though, because I know my friends. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> The Tradio Best Bits episode. Our last episode was episode 8 just prior to Christmas and we had to end the episode by ringing Santa. We called the Santa line and we wanted to uh, tell him what we really wanted for Christmas. Well, unfortunately, it took a bit of a turn. There was a slight twist and Santa told us what he really thinks of us. I figured um, what we would do. You know how every year the Santa line opens for people to ring up and leave a message for Santa? uh you know to ask them or tell them rather what they would like for christmas i thought maybe we could ring the santa line <laughs> and uh just just leave a message for santa and tell them what we want for christmas so i think i think we should do that okay all right here we go oh it's ringing it's ringing
2: Santa line. It is Santa Claus here. What I want you to do is leave a message after the tone and tell me what you'd like the most for Christmas. Before I do that, though, just a quick note. Don't leave me any ginger nut biscuits out for Christmas Eve because it gives me bad gas. And Mrs. Claus doesn't like the smell of my farts. Anyway, leave a message after the turn.
0: <laughs> hey, Santa, it's Andy G here. And for Christmas, I'd love a scooter you know, one of those big ones that I can ride around, not one of the little ones that the kids have. Uh, I'd love a Terry's chocolate orange because I have a chocolate problem. And I'd love some new boots for work as well. Hey, Santa, it's Oren here.
1: I'd really like a new guitar, you know, like a really good quality one. Uh, I need some new shorts this year because I'm sort of getting a bit low on shorts. I seem to get paint on all of my ones, and uh, maybe a year's supply of free beer would be good too. Thanks, that'd be awesome.
0: Oh, me too. M D G. Yeah, that's me. RB Yeah, that's me. You two have been naughty boys this year. Sorry. <laughs> oh, you taking? prat! You old bastard. He just hung up on us. Oh, I what knew that you... was going to happen. Yeah, I was going to say, what have you done wrong this year to be hung up oh. on by Santa? Jesus. Hey, I know. Come hey?
2: No.
0: <laughs> I, I, I eat all my dinner. I don't pee on the toilet seat. <laughs> I've been pretty good. I, mean, I thought I was being good too. Maybe not. <laughs> Maybe not. It's funny He just hung up and didn't give us a reason. Anyhow. Yeah. Anyway, That'd be old blast today eh? <laughs> it's the best of all wrapped up for the end of twenty twenty one Thank you so much for listening wherever you are that's episode nine a wrap of the last eight episodes there's way more that I wish I'd added, but please do go back to the beginning and catch up. The best thing about podcasts is that you can just hit play and just get on with whatever you're doing with us as your soundtrack. But thanks again for your support. We hope the podcast does at least give you a smile. We are in no way comedians. We just like to share what's happened in our lives in the two weeks prior to every episode you hear. So there's lots of stories, dad jokes, crass language. If you're into that kind of stuff, you're at the right place. The aim is to make you feel a part of the conversation. So wherever you are, have a very happy new year. We're back on January the 14th, and I'll leave you with this thought for the day. There should be a millennial edition of Monopoly where you just walk around the board paying rent, never able to buy any property. That's my fucking life right now. (laughs) Cheers. Mm.
2: I love Baileys. (laughs) Ta-da.